0: If you dare. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network.
1: It is primetime action live from the South Point Hotel Casino, tip of the strip. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Jump on in tonight. We got some basketball a little later on. Game six of the NBA Finals. The Warriors and the Celtics at Boston. Boston favored by four. Warriors trying to close them out. Celtics trying to stay alive. And, of course, a whole bunch of U.S. Open golf talk. First round still going out there at Brookline, the country club at Brookline, Mass. And we have baseball as well. We do. Got
2: some first pitches coming here momentarily. So get in on the Phillies and Nationals now. First pitch is going to be coming at you in about four minutes. That's Zach Wheeler for the Phillies. That's Patrick Corbin for the Nationals. Wheeler and the Phillies are minus 205 road favorites, plus 175 on Corbin and the Nationals as home underdogs. Nine and a half is your total. Same time, 705 Eastern Rays and Yankees. That's Jalen Beeks and Clark Schmidt. I did not make that up. Clark Schmidt and the Yankees are minus 180 (laughs) home favorites. And Jalen Beeks and the Rays are are plus 155 road underdogs. Eight and a half is your total. 710 Eastern. Brewers and the Mets, we have Aaron Ashby and Tyler McGill. McGill and the Mets, minus 135 home favorites, plus 115 on Ashby and the Brewers as road underdogs. Eight is your total. 710 Eastern, the Texas Rangers and the Detroit Tigers. We have Martin Perez and we have Bo Brisky. Martin Perez and the Rangers are minus 165 road favorites. Bo Brisky and the Tigers are plus 140. Home underdogs, eight and a half is your total. And 10-10 Eastern, Angels and the Mariners, Shohei Otani and George Kirby. Otani is a minus-130 road favorite, plus-110 on the Mariners as home underdogs. A flat seven is your total there. Otani, just the, the culprit last night yes of breaking up the no-hitter with one out in the ninth inning. Um the
1: first triple of
2: his of his season. (laughs) The first triple of the season for him. I mean it would have been a it would have been a single, but Mookie Best did the most the the unnecessary (laughs) dive because it was the no hitter. That's right. It was like it was like I'm gonna dive even though the ball is (laughs) thirteen feet away from me. Like, you know, but uh yeah that was uh that was interesting and we were texting back and forth you know last night a little bit but it was interesting because you know Tyler Anderson had 120 plus pitches on him in that, and that was just a no hitter, not even a perfect game. That's the part. And then the the you know the Clayton Kershaw thing from earlier on in the season, where he gets pulled in in a, in a perfect game scenario. Like, and you know, again, we talked about it at the time. Just to reiterate, you might never get that opportunity ever again as long as you live. Like,
1: stand you, by what we said. You yep. see
2: last night. Yep. Like you you strike out Mike Trout looking. You get a lefty versus lefty versus Otani, whatever. Like you're thinking, like, oh man, I'm two outs away from this, and like, no man, it just he pokes one down the line. And it's, there it's, were
1: so many people after the Kershaw thing that were opposite of us on yeah. that. And I just, I, I if, if, why do we like baseball? You just may never get that right. chance again as long as you live. It's very hard to do. <laughs> it's very
2: hard to do. So, very, uh, it's some interesting stuff there. We did have a bunch of of day baseball. As well today, um, actually on the Twitter machine, I do want to point this out because we've talked about this, you know, so many different times here on the show. And then J-Rod pointed out a, a tweet that was sent out by Foolish Baseball. Jose Ramirez on fastballs in the strike zone this year. this, yeah. 12 home runs compared to eight swings and misses. He has hit more of them out of the park than he has missed this year. And he plays in Cleveland and
1: doesn't get the dap that he deserves. And
2: doesn't get it. If this was yes, if this was in New York, he'd be. I'm pretty sure from an odds perspective, he would be right there with with the favorites for for MVP. The guy continues to to get it done today. The uh, the A's four to three over the Red Sox. Paul Blackburn is kind of the the real, real lone bright spot there for this A's team on the pitching staff. They you know that's only their 22nd win of the year, but Blackburn. Has actually gone out there and pitched to the tune of a a sub two five ERA two two six actually after today's effort for them so four to three win over the Red Sox Red Sox drop to thirty four and thirty on the season with that Padres six to four win over the Cubs another very strong outing from Joe Musgrove and we go back to the whole thing of. You know, what are these people going to to want here? Now he does have the ERA to back it up and he's, you know, on a good Padres team, but that moves him to eight mm-hmm. and on the season. A 1-5-9 ERA. And he's the short shot right now for Sayap. For Joe Musgrove. Siu. Uh there for the Padres. Uh Orioles ten to two over the Blue Jays. Break up the Orioles. Man. And guess what? <laughs> oh, two for five. Come on. Two for five for our boy, Mount Castle. He didn't go deep, but he did go two for five with two RBI and a run scored. And, and Rutschman, again, not a not a huge day, but he he doubles in this one, scores two runs, also draws a walk. So, you know, there's a lot of Orioles fans that are pretty restless about, you know, you hear for two years, this is the greatest, the, you know, greatest prospect we're ever going to have come through the organization, et cetera, et cetera. Comes up, he struggles, but, you know, baseball's hard. So it took him a little bit. And now he is hitting for for that Orioles team, and then a little bit earlier as well, the Guardians, as we mentioned, four to two winners over the Colorado Rockies, and Jose Ramirez doubles yet again in this game, and the, the guy—that's where the stat came up because he just—you can't you can't pitch this guy in the zone, like you, you just can't you just can't do it, and they continue to do it for whatever reason because he doesn't have a ton of guys, you know, with with power hitting around. It was all the guys getting you know base hits and stuff like that for that Guardians team, but. Quietly here, Gil. They moved to thirty-two and twenty-seven mm-hmm. on the year, and so that that Cleveland team starting to put things together there. And you know, some of these guys continue to perform the way they are. A couple of these younger players certainly seem uh, to keep an eye on. And As you mentioned, we got the we got the tip off coming a little bit later, nine Eastern. Boston is a three and a half to four point favorite at home here. They are majority three and a halfs out there. There are one. Two two books still at four. So if you're looking for Golden State, you can still find fours out there. The total, 211 to 211 and a half.
1: Our guy Mountcastle last year, 33 homers and 89 RBI. Right on pace for both of those this year, 12 and 33 right now. So uh, quietly, and I do mean quietly. Very quietly. Putting putting up numbers now in back-to-back years. And uh, talking about the Guardians, looking at division bets this morning. I think the best division bit out there has to be the Cardinals, though, at around even money and are actually in the league. Yeah. The Brewers are minus 160, trailing them right now. I just think the Brewers are not as good well, in they're, so many ways.
2: They're, the pitching staff still beat up for them, and then the – the guys that were supposed to hit for them, I mean, Yelich has had a little bit of a rebound year this year, but a lot of the other guys in that lineup that were supposed to hit are, are not hitting. And then you're getting these seasons out of these Cardinals hitters right now. And listen, it's a proven track record with Arnado and Goldschmidt, so I don't think that we can sit here and think that they're going to collapse or anything like that. And you've got some of these younger guys that are hitting that may, as we get on into the season, you know, hit that kind of rookie wall a little bit. But man, that Cardinals team really has impressed me
1: for sure. Cardinals plus one fifteen over at DraftKings to win the NL Central that. Plus, what even better? I'd, I'd play that. For sure I would. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver remains in protocols. i will miss Game 6 of the Finals tonight. And you ask yourself, why do we care if Adam Silver's going to miss the game? Well, tonight if Golden State wins, <laughs> then Deputy Commissioner Mark Tatum will present the Larry O'Brien Trophy. So that will be a uh, a snapshot in history. He'll be like, why wasn't uh, Adam Silver there? Remember that covid Remember that COVID-19? Baseball commissioner, a lot of commissioner news tonight. Baseball commissioner (laughs) Rob Manfred said the uh, Tampa Bay Rays and the Oakland Athletics need to finally get a solution to their ballparks. They need to reach new ballpark deals soon and left open the possibility of considering relocation if agreements are not struck. Quote, there is urgency with respect to Tampa, Manfred said today singling out the Rays. He said that during a news conference following an an owner's meeting. Uh, He went on to say there needs to be a resolution in the Tampa Bay region for the Rays. Tampa Bay's lease at uh, Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, Florida, where the team has played since its inaugural season in 1998, expires after the 2027 season. The Rays, you may recall, said in January that Major League Baseball had rejected the team's plan to split its season between Florida and Montreal, which was a bit of a creative solution that Major League Baseball the, wanted no part of. The, the thing for me, I guess, the, the thing about Oakland,
2: Gil, I mean, you know the, the area better than me, but it, it's, it's like, is, the, is building a new ballpark there going to just invigor- reinvigorate this
1: fan base all of a sudden? Not and, at that location. Right. There, there's always been the, the, the hunch that at Jack London Square, which is more you know close to Oakland's downtown, they're on the water, that that would be a great solution. I'm not convinced that would be yeah. either, but certainly not where it is now. Yeah. It's one of the it's one of the most depressing ballpark experiences you'll ever find. Which, by the way, had a wonderful infestation of feral cats. Yeah, I wonder how the f- cats are doing. I wonder how the cats are doing.
3: Yeah. you, you got to get the cats out of there before you worry about the stadium. That's you true. I mean? I mean, who's going to buy it with all those cats in there? <laughs> You can't sell a stadium with
1: cats <laughs> in
2: I did read an, yet another story about like one of the games from, like, a couple of weeks ago, where there were so few fans in there that people were like screaming from the upper deck down to the people, oh.
4: they, like, they could hear them perfectly, yeah. and
2: they were like, "Hey, what's going on?" Whatever, and like, and by you the could way, just have a conversation with someone like up on the upper deck, and
1: not to make light of it, but I mean honestly, because because you offend like people in Oakland, you offend people in Tampa probably when you say this, but it, it is, I'm sorry, that that Oakland A's baseball game experience the day experience is just it's just such an awful one at this point. There's so few people out there. It's on, you know, Hegenberger Road mm-hmm. by the airport. And by the way in Tampa, the Trop is kind of a dump too. And it's, you know, the the catwalk is in play. Let's just, you know, yeah. again, that's all you really have exactly. to say. The catwalk is in play. So, uh, listen, Rob Manford's uh, stepping out and saying that. We'll talk more obviously about the first round of the uh, 122nd US Open extensively in a bit, but just to update, Adam Hadwin with two holes left to play, has a one-stroke lead over five golfers, Callum Tarrin, David Lingmurth, I'm sure you guys had those two guys, Rory McIlroy, Joel Damon, and uh, Matisse Matisse Duffy, which is South African for Matt Duffy, I believe. Yes. Spelled D-A-F-F-U-E, M-J Duffy we're going with, uh, as, he's, as what he's properly called by or commonly called but that's the story right now. You have uh, Rory and a uh, first-round leader? I Rory
2: first-round leader, but, I mean, it's going to get
1: chopped up a million yeah. ways,
2: and I still need a bogey from from Hadwin to even make it happen.
1: Did we lose the golf coverage, Kelly? Is that why we're not seeing it anymore? Back on Peacock. Back on Peacock. <laughs> they did a good job. It was, they it did. was available everywhere today. USA, yeah, it's just, NBC. It's a lot
3: of flipping around. A lot of flipping around. Well, you know,
1: what are you going to do? Lester Holt didn't seem very happy
0: about it, by the way. I'll point that out at one point. We'll come back. Some NBA talk. If you dare.
4: You are looking live at
0: primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network.
1: Back on primetime action, live from the South Point, Gil, Matt, and Kelly on a Thursday night. Leading up to basketball, Game 6. Warriors trying to win their fourth championship in eight years. Celtics trying to prevent that. As uh, Again, as Matt said, three-and-a-half or four-point favorites. The uh, final splits at DraftKings. Uh, Most of that money, percentage of handle, 58% anyway, coming in on the Celtics. The number of tickets split right down the middle. 50%, 50%. No real surprise there, I don't think. You have no preflop on this, right?
2: No. I mean, it's the deal for me that I'm almost waving the white flag here a little bit. I'm not incredibly confident about about this. Yeah. So, I've got the Celtics, I've got the Celtics series ticket and I'm just going to I'll see what happens with it. Yeah, hopefully we get you. to a game 7 and then I can like assess from there.
3: Yeah, I'm with you. I think I've got the series ticket um <laughs> yeah, I think waving the white flag a little bit is, is probably the right the right uh phrasing there. It's uh I am not super confident tonight. I feel like there's a lot of people really confident that Boston's going to come back and look look so great tonight back at home and I I just from the past all couple I heard games, all day long and I just don't I, don't I just see don't, it. Get yeah, it I don't get it because it's
2: been if you go back and you look they they've played the exact same way throughout the whole playoffs, right? right? It's just it's just worked until now and now they've run into a coach who can match you know, who can sit there and like, he's like, you know what, this Kevon Looney thing isn't working out. Let's move him like, you know, whatever, whatever. We'll have him come off the bench. He'll only gonna play 17, 18 minutes now. Let's, you know, like Kerr's just like, oh, okay. Smart on you guys to do that. So I'm gonna do this to make you have to adjust what you've been doing and all this like, you know, they just ran into, I think, a a team here that mainly a coach, I should say, yeah. as opposed to even a team, but mainly a coach here who is able to make adjustments on the fly and do different things like that. And I don't think the Celtics are willing to do that. And I think that, that maybe the success that they've had up to this point dictates that they don't want to, to, to make the changes and stuff. And so that's why I'm just not super confident that we've, we're, we've got two games left in the entire season. In theory, it could be one game left. But, like, two games left in the entire season, they're going to magically make these crazy changes to, to where, you know, these superstars aren't having these huge games. They're not turning the ball over left and right like they did, again, all 19, 22 previous games of the of the playoffs and whatever so I don't know I, I, don't, I don't have a ton of confidence
3: I mean look I, I, the Celtics have I, I think they've shot themselves in the foot over and over again in this series so if you tell me they clean up some turnovers do actually do make some adjustments and win this game tonight I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be shocked it's just it feels like to squeeze out two at this point is gonna be pretty tough um and, and like you said Matt though, I, I, they could make some adjustments but we really haven't seen it so yeah. I don't know why we should be expecting it tonight um nothing inside or totally for me. I mean, I would lean under if I was if you were really wanted to play the Celtics tonight, I guess I would recommend more look at first half instead of full game. Yeah,
2: yeah, because it seems like, you know, and again, so we should also add nobody has played more minutes in the playoffs than both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And I'm not saying they're young. They're professional athletes. I get it. But, you know, Maybe why we've seen some of these second halves go awry some of the time or why we've seen maybe we've seen Jalen Brown kind of fade in some of these second halves and things like that could be that, you know, look at it. At this point, they played as many minutes as you could possibly play over the course of a season. So maybe there's a little bit of tired legs involved here. Maybe there's a tiny bit of fatigue that goes on in this. So, yeah, I'm with you, Kelly. If I was going to play the Celtics, I'd probably just play them first half. We've seen them come out and be better in the first half multiple times throughout the course of this series. So, I would go maybe that direction or something like that. if I was on the Warriors, we talked about this last night, Gil. I mean, if, if I was on the Warriors, I'd just play money line. Like I don't yep. I don't think this is like a a tightly contested loss. This just is like one of these teams is gonna either get it done being the Celtics or or, the, or or the Warriors just going to win the championship tonight?
1: Uh, as someone who has a Warriors ticket, I really hope they close it out tonight. I do not want the sweat over the weekend. Not that I wouldn't be confident about them winning Game 7, but I'd much rather, of course, get it done tonight. I still believe, and I, I take what you said about Jalen Brown uh, in, to heart, because I think you're right about that, that that's worth bringing up. But I still believe the single best bet on the board right now, if you, if you have conviction on the Celtics, mm-hmm. Jalen Brown still sits out there at fifteen to one to win MVP. How is that possible? That's uh, wild. It's wild. I, I'm with you, Gil. That that's the <laughs> that's the that
3: is the best bet left. I Period. think in the
1: series. Period. Nothing's close.
3: And, and I would. Even though I'm, I, like I said, I don't, I don't really have strong feelings about tonight. Like I would bet that if I had access to it Me here too. in
1: town, but we don't because nobody posts. I would bet it, and I have a Warriors ticket. Right, exactly. That's yeah. how. That's how ridiculous that seems I, to be. I
3: do have, I do have a few prop bets I J- did play. Kelly, tonight. this
2: coming through right now. Not that we, not that we question this, but Robert Williams is going to start tonight. so okay. it, yeah, it, it, it is officially I mean, he, he is going to start.
3: I do think we're going to hear more about him, you know, kind of after this series is over about this probably nagging him more than we thought because I think you know everybody's. Had these questions of what are the you know what's Udoka doing uh, playing him as many minutes as Horford and stuff? Like that. I just don't think he can. I don't, I just don't think he's capable of going forty plus
1: minutes. You mean right as now. few minutes because I I yes. would think they should play him more. Yeah, yes, yes. Few, but, yes. But
3: like people are comparing him to playing as many minutes as Horford and Horford uh, you know even playing more than him. Yeah. And I, I just don't think he really. I don't think he physically can well, play much more. He, he he must I guess not. we're gonna find out
2: because they asked Udoka just now and he said if he's looking good and feeling good then I have
1: no problem staying out there. Well, they, I mean, like, listen, they must have provided Udoka with the stats at some point. Yeah. Like, hey, look, it's kind of blatant. Right. It's kind of obvious, the plus minus with him on the court and him off the court. And you know, you don't even have to have access to a stat sheet. Again, if you have truth serum with a Warriors ticket, you know that when he's out there on the court, you're like, this is a battle. And when he's off, you exhale. The, the part of what Matt just read, though,
3: it's the beginning. That's the tell right it's the if he's if he's yeah. looking good right and yeah. feeling good so that means at some points in this series, he has not felt felt good, right? Like that's that's what I take away from that. So yeah, I think there's some of that I did I did play three prop bets tonight. Jalen Brown over twenty three and a half points. I saw just a that's a shorter number. It was up at circa tonight. I, I hear what you're saying. You guys might I mean Matt, you might be right. Who knows how what, what kind of a toll this is taking on Brown and Tatum. Thing is, he's still getting up the shots. It's yeah, a, I mean 18, it, it, 19. The volume's going
2: to be there. Really? I, you know, whether it's whether it's with tired legs or not, it doesn't really matter, right? I mean, like, the volume's gonna be there.
3: Yeah, the, the other one I even considered with him was playing, up uh, like, Boyd has these up of first quarter points. We've seen him have these huge first quarters uh, in this series. They, they had that listed at six and a half points. I almost like that bet if you have access to it. I didn't play it myself, but I got close to it. Just decided to go to over 23 and a half full game, and then took an alternate uh, number on Marcus Smart, over 20 and a half points. We've seen his field goal attempts uh, steadily Increase the past few games seven for fifteen. Last game seven for eighteen. The game before eight for seventeen. The game before that. Um, so at plus two ninety, I like that bet. Um, and then Steph Curry went back to the forty plus points at nine to nine to one. See there you, if, you go. Know. See see if he bounces back and fires away <laughs> tonight after uh, not not hitting a single you three missed, in that. And, last but, game.
2: but you did miss the, uh, the the one that hit. Yes, exactly. Yes, you, you I did. did. I did. Same <laughs> starting lineup: Smart, Brown, Tatum, Horford, Williams, and and Udoka did say no. No minute restriction on Williams, but, I mean, why would you? Because if if you don't win tonight, then <laughs> right.
3: it's yeah. over. So, yeah. you know, he he like, can hit the beach.
2: Yeah, like – He's I got mean, plenty of time to rest so, after this. Yeah, he's got plenty of time to rest if you lose, so you might as well try and win. Adam Hadwin, one stroke lead,
1: one hole left to play. Uh, can you just bogey it? <laughs> just give me, give yourself a six-way daddy. Yeah, let me God chop sakes. it six ways at least. What did you, you – <laughs> There was one other bet you had up on the board there, Kelly, I should point out. The uh, Lightning plus 150 series, which we all <laughs> yeah, have. you like that one? <laughs> oh, boy. Blanche <laughs> won it in overtime last night, 4-3. to three. Uh,
3: I missed it. I even missed the game-winning goal. Like, do you ever feel about, like, with hockey, the... It's a beautiful game-winner. Beautiful. Well done. I I, know I saw yeah. the replay. But the, you ever, does that ever happen to you with hockey overtime? Like, NHL overtime's fantastic, but you go and take that intermission, oh, yeah. and you're like, okay, well, let me change my attention for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, the game's back on, and somebody scored, and it's over. Happens all the time.
1: You want to add some more at plus 234 or whatever it is on Yeah, the I think I'm game? good.
3: I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good, guys. I'm good. I'm good. just curious.
1: I'm good. Uh, so we're going to be just obsessed with golf all weekend. College baseball and golf, I might add. I, Gil, I am,
3: I am, I, am still shocked how much I ended up watching last weekend, oh. and now I'm in. We got, we got Mike hardjohn tomorrow. Is going to talk about it a bit. Yes. We got a college baseball guest.
1: I'm, I'm picking a few at least. You know, I got back on tomorrow morning. Ben Wilson it was ben a very Wilson. tough get, but there I got go. him on. Benny ben, knows his stuff, man. I should, I should probably give him a time. Ben Wilson's eight and zero picking games in college, college <laughs> baseball playoffs or <laughs> postseason. I should say so, through the regionals, super regionals, and the uh, World Series. But, but the golf, the golf. Uh, who would you say, like of all the of all the rounds today? And again, we'll talk more extensively about this. Who should be feeling really good about their position based on the way they played today?
3: I think there's so many. Dustin Johnson. Oh, oh no, no. There's a way more obvious one that's going really low right now. How about our old friend Richard Bland, who's two under now?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's
3: gone. I, honestly, I what I think I think the way that the
2: round went today for two different guys for. I think for Scotty Scheffler and for Will Zalatoris. Like, Will Zalatoris at one point, two over, uh, looking like things could kind of get off the rails there. He ends up right in the ship and, and finishes the day at one under. And then Scotty Scheffler also found himself two over at a point today. He played in the tougher wave as well. So, Zalatoris at least had the benefit of playing the the, the early wave today. You had the 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 tougher wave for Scotty Scheffler today, found himself at two over as well, and he was able to kind of battle through and get back to uh, to even par as we head into uh, Friday. And again, you know, Friday it looks like fairly even weather conditions across the board here, so it doesn't look like there's going to be an advantage one way or another. So
1: maybe we get these guys, you know, to, to, to make their way up the board. Good Lord, I just saw what Kevin Nash shot. He was three under at one point, five over for the round. Oh, man. Coming back, some more golf talk. At Jay Con on the NHL next.
4: Pass option.
0: You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the Sports Betting Network.
1: The third major of the golf season is here, and you can get in on the action with the Doers Major Championship Challenge. Draft in two free fantasy golf contests, one classic and one round four showdown, and compete for your share of $10,000 in total prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash now to play free. That's Doers D-E-W-A-R-S. Skill, Matt, and Kelly. Uh, I have five outrights, five preflop outrights. All five of them within one under to one over for the day. So I am quite okay. All very, very live. Yeah, quite okay. Including the 52 and the 55 to one shots in Max Homa and Daniel Berger. Homa, I thought, was going to do some damage today. Looked like it for a little bit, but couldn't quite get there. But still one under for the round. Sam Burns, we were just talking about... I don't think I saw a shot of his today. Saw one single shot the entire entire day's worth of
3: coverage. It was like a birdie. It was a birdie putt from like eighteen feet out.
1: So one, over, one over for Bernsey. We're
3: calling him Burnsy. I don't know why they hate him. Why do they hate him, guys? Why, do we can't, they, we why can't are they can't trying to keep him down? Can't figure that. out.
2: I think anybody two over is
1: still in it.
3: Oh, I was I was going to ask that question. I think you could go. I think you could even maybe go back to three.
1: I think you're right. I'm not. Yeah, I think it's. I don't like any of the names at three over. <laughs> yeah. That's a different story, right? But yeah. Did
3: Tony, Tony Fino ended up finishing down there. Oh,
1: he did. Yeah, <sighs> a... He was going great for a while. Brooks Kepka, three over for the day, after saying, I'll be all right. I'm pretty good at majors. Just shut up. So cocky. Sorry, yeah. uh, Matt. Adam uh, Hadwin parred the final hole. So he is the first round leader casher. Cash, uh,
2: uh, tweet us all of those Adam, Adam Hadwin first round <laughs> yes. leader tickets, That, please, th- yeah. that were please out tweet there. us those. You
3: know what I was telling the guys downstairs though, like, if this was three months ago, I, I wouldn't be shocked that Adam Hadwin was was like leading after day one of the That's US so He was playing some great golf. He just really, we haven't seen him kind of in this form though the past couple months.
1: So I, I don't know. We'll see what he does. Four under sixty six, one stroke lead over Taryn Lingmurth, McIlroy, Damon, and Duffy. What was your note that you had on duffy in your notes i just in? i had i had
2: him in there with a question mark like like i because I, I always like I'll put a whole bunch of players and then I start to whittle, down, whittle mm-hmm. down whatever and so I had him in there with a question mark just as like you know do I want to put anything on him i didn't end up he didn't end up making the card i mean he's not gonna he's not gonna win, but I'm sure I would have gotten like a thousand to one or whatever or something or like eight hundred to one on him or something um With all that, but yeah, I mean, if you look at this and you look at how, like, what can change tomorrow, there was a definite weather split this morning, today, like the, the morning and the earlier in the morning, you went off the better as well. So it was like, it was, it steadily, basically exactly what Roth said. Like it's just steadily increased Mm -hmm. throughout the course of, of the day. And certainly when you hit that afternoon wave, they got, they got the worst of it,
3: you know? And, and so it was over a full-stroke difference from
2: yeah. morning to the afternoon. And and, and even the guys that kind of went on the end of that morning wave caught the the worst of the winds, kind of on those last four or five holes that they ended up playing. So it, it wasn't even the same for, for all the people that went off early. So, you know, it should even out tomorrow. It seems like it's going to even out tomorrow. It doesn't look like there's going to be any sort of weather split difference or anything like that. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for some of these guys that um, – that posted these scores today in the early rounds because you you wonder did you did you want to separate yourself a little bit more could you have separated yourself a little bit more I mean Rory really played a a pretty great round all things considered I mean he was bogey free until he got to eighteen and then finally finally bogeyed but I mean he putted super well today but if you look I mean he he lost one point three eight strokes around the green today. So, I mean, that is likely to increase a little bit. So, even though the putting will come back down to earth, he'll he'll be better around the green. So, I don't see anything that he did today that isn't replicable to Mark. I mean, off the tee, only .67 strokes. Approach, two, But, I mean, that's what Rory, you know, when Rory's hot, I right. mean, that's, yeah. like, that's not out of the ordinary for him at, at all, right? So, I mean, I don't see anything that he did to where I would be looking at Rory saying like, oh, well, you know, maybe he's going to fade.
3: Yeah, his putting was out of this world today, but you're right. Overall T to Green should just be should be
1: better tomorrow or over, you know, for the rest of the week. I will say this, I think the headline of day one to be honest with you just just going up and down the leaderboard. I don't think there was any name, any big name or any name that anecdotally anybody that I heard talk about crap out in the first round. Like I just don't think, I mean everybody's within five strokes well, if you take out Hadwin, everybody's within five strokes of the lead. Yeah. Unless you thought Tony Finau or Brooks Kepka or Louis Oosthuizen was gonna do something, I suppose. But like generally speaking, no one really had an awful day.
2: No, I mean the I think the most surprising thing for me just specifically, which again, if I'm looking for stuff for some of these outrights that I have to, to maybe come back, you know, come back around. Sung JM lost over two strokes on approach. His whole game is his iron play, like he's yeah. he's pinpoint with with his irons. Like that is That's what that call. is what he does. That's a good call. And he lost over two strokes with his irons o- on this round, right? And so and he's two over. And he's two over. So I mean, you know, look, maybe from an outright perspective, if you have him, you're you, you there's a lot to you know still make up here, or whatever. But you know, look, if you've got a top twenty ticket on him, top ten ticket on him. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too concerned at this point because i I think that that probably levels out uh, over the course of the rest of the tournament here so you know that was one of the things that did also kind of jump off the page to me but you know outside of that like you said I mean look a lot of these guys we talked about Rory right up there, Fitzpatrick right up there you've still got. Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Will Zalatoris, Max Homa, Morikawa. All these guys are all sitting there. They're all right there. Scotty Scheffler, like I said, battled hard. Gary Woodland, Kelly.
3: Yeah, I know. You know how many times i thought about that today? <laughs> He's going to go out and win it. I'm going to lose my fr- – if that happens – I'm, I'll, I'll be somewhere in the Caribbean. You're not going to hear yeah. my name for like six years. But you know, Scotty goes birdie birdie.
1: We'll hear your name next I'm, week on Twitter.
3: I'm, I'm, go, yeah. I'm going full cocktail, full movie cocktail. I'm just going to be a bartender down in the down a, a Caribbean. Once
1: somewhere. a year, we'll be reminded of your freezing take.
3: <laughs> but, but Scotty goes birdie birdie to close
2: out to get to even, right? I mean, like, that right, is yeah. a super strong finish on a, on a guy that was heading towards a, a, two, or wor- a two over or worse round for, for him. And then, you know, Xander, a hard fought even par as well. Victor Hovland and and uh but
3: like I was impressed with him today. There, there's just a lot of guys I was more impressed with today than I think like unimpressed with or disappointed in. Like I mean, Justin Rose, right? Carrying over what he did last Sunday turns it into a two under today. Like there's I don't know, there's so many names just looking at this leaderboard. I'm like, I don't well, I didn't expect DJ to go out and shoot two under, right? Well, and, like And I, I thought don't... the rail I thought there
2: I thought the the Wheels were going to go off the track there for Daniel Berger as well. I'm watching him; mm-hmm. everything's going great. I'm feeling great about him, and then he gets to 13, he doubles right, and I'm like, "Oh no!" So, like, yep. here we go. This going, and then he comes back, he birdies 18, and fin- and he finishes at even par. So, like, all these guys, I mean, this is this is going to be a this is going to be a very fascinating Friday because the way this leaderboard looks at the end of Friday is going to be completely different than the way it looks today, in my opinion. Like, I don't think we're going to see half of these dudes,
3: you know, that oh, we yeah. see at the top. I think that you're going to see – I would hope at least you're going to start to see some of that separation between the – I mean, that's what, that's what you th- that's what you want in a U.S. Open. It's the mm-hmm. hardest test of golf, so you should see the separation between the great players and some of these, you know, some of these amateurs and stuff that went out there and, and shot some randomly good
1: rounds, right? And we will have updated odds later when uh –
3: They've yeah, we'll look over bearings. them fully here in about an hour. They just came out. They were already plus 450 over a traffic.
1: Is that Are you plus, serious? Plus 450. Oh, come on. What is Sung Just out of curiosity.
3: Yeah, meanwhile, where did I see Hadwin? Hold on. Now he just dropped. Let's see. Hadwin is 25 to 1.
1: Hadwin in the lead, 25 to
3: Sungjae 1. Sung M90 to 1.
1: See, now that's interesting. That
3: that outright Gary on Rory actually oh, Kelly's
2: back in Kelly <laughs> Kelly's back. <laughs> that outright on Rory, that number is actually not that bad. He went off at ten to one. Uh, it's you are right. I, I, I mean, yeah, mean like, he he's lead, not I, that mean, bad. He's, I mean, in my opinion, he's leading the try. Again, I have no confidence in Adam Hadwin to to continue this through the next three rounds, whatever. So, like in my opinion, you know, Rory's tied for the lead of the tournament. And you got a, you got a round under your belt already, and and the odds only
3: went that went
1: down half. I mean, I, that's I'm,
3: actually a good point. You think about it that way, you're right. I mean, he was nine to one someplace. He was yeah. eight to
1: one some places. Goulet was making fun of me this morning because I immediately started in self loathing mode when Morikawa went up <laughs> three under. I'm like, oh no, here it comes. I was like, Matt Brown, why'd you talk <laughs> me off it?
3: I mean, there are guys like. And that's where I I'm I'm almost getting upset with myself about DJ, where it's like we could have gotten him at what forty-five to one? Like numbers you haven't seen on DJ in years, right? And yeah. I, I mean, no, he hasn't been great recently. And we, you know, all the all the modeling that that Matt and I do, it's not like he was anywhere up there, but it's just such a
1: huge number on a guy who's been here and won on this stage before. John Rom made Birdie after some kids stole his ball. Yeah. 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 So awesome. <laughs> One for those <laughs> meddling
3: kids. <laughs> so it, awesome. It was like why it, I didn't see the video, but it was apparently like I mean, way in the rough, and I think kid just ran up and I, thinking it was a free <laughs> golf ball, yeah. grabbed it, ran away.
2: Like it's a like it's a foul ball at the, at the ballpark. <laughs> right, exactly. You know? Yeah, I like, had to keep this right.
1: Like no, you do not. You no, do not. It's like a big
3: it. second and nine. Vernon Adams takes the sack for the Montreal Alouettes. Punting time on third down. You got some money on this? No. Uh-huh. But I'm watching uh-huh. it. What uh-huh. am I going to watch?
1: Baseball? Well, we got some CFL up in the corner. All right to watch some college baseball, I'll tell you that. Coming back with Jake Han on the Stanley Cup finals with a
0: lash up one to nothing. Next on VEASAN's Primetime Action. Um, today You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the Sports Betting Network.
1: Before the golfers tee off tomorrow in Brookline, Massachusetts, make your free picks in the Adidas Three Stripes Throwdown. Predict what will happen during the tournament. And compete for your share of $5,000 guaranteed. Head to DraftKings.com slash Adidas to play free. Then turn up your game with the new Code Chaos 22 golf shoe.
2: Yeah,
1: huh Uh-huh. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You like that shoe? Yeah, that's what I wear. hmm do you? hmm Okay. Available June 24th. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Three Stripes Throwdown is what that is. Yeah. Code Chaos 22 golf shoe. Just like saying it. Three Stripes Throwdown,
3: Code Chaos. What was the other one? There was a bi- big event in Boston with the DraftKings crew and Adidas, uh, I believe, last night. Yeah. We had Fowler in attendance. Oh, yeah. There were some lots, yeah.
1: yeah. Reed was uh, texting me today. He was like, when F- Fitzpatrick got to the co-lead, he was also like, that was the guy that would make him hate himself the most. So everybody's got their guy for sure. By the way, I Ron Burgundy'd my way through that read, and Code Chaos. <clears throat> Pardon me, Code Chaos is one word. I almost said Code to ja- Chaos. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, mean, I mean that would work too, as long as you spell it right. Code Chaos
1: 22. <laughs> However, you want to pronounce it, as long as you type it in right. Thankfully I got through that. Skillman <clears throat> Kelly, it is V Primetime Action. Let's talk some hockey with our buddy Jay Con from the Mayo Media Network. You can follow him on Twitter at JCon4. That is uh, the number four. Gil, before we get into hockey, should yeah. we
2: congratulate him on his countrymen leading our national tournament here? Adam Hadwin, yes, leading after leading after one round at four under. Congrats, Jay. You and your country Thanks. must be incredibly proud.
4: We are. We're celebrating. The parade is being planned as we speak here <laughs> outside my house. So uh, he infiltrated his way into the U.S. Open. I'm going to infiltrate my way into your show with you guys. So uh, <laughs> great way to to bring me on tonight. By the Thanks, way,
1: guys. by the way, it's Jay Han 24. Uh, Jay Han, I should say. Jay Han 4. H A A channel on Twitter. I said Jay Khan. It's Jay Han 4. I don't want people going to the wrong Jay Khan
4: for right. god's sake yeah don't don't tweet at that guy you don't no. want to talk to that guy no, that no. guy doesn't
1: know anything about hockey i'm pretty sure Where <laughs> in toronto. canada where in canada are you jake by the way
4: I, i'm in toronto right now okay. and it is really hot really humid probably the hottest day of the year so uh i'm trying to find ways to stay cool here
1: one of the great north american cities toronto canada so awesome beautiful people smart people great town great food oh i could go on forever
4: we, well, we had the golf tournament here uh, last weekend. Actually, the Canadian Open, and it was a it was a blast. It was our first time having a Canadian Open in a few years, so yeah. I got a chance to to get, to get out there. It was a lot of fun. Probably one of the more fun sporting events I've been to in a while.
1: All right, we got to wait till Saturday for Game Two of the Stanley Cup Finals. Jake, very strange a little scheduling quirk. Your reactions to Game One? I mean, is it as simple as that? Was about everything we could have hoped for from a Game One between a series we were anticipating uh, anxiously.
4: Yeah, I think from an entertainment perspective, it was about as good as it was going to get, right? Like you you get Colorado getting the early lead. Tampa's able to battle back. So you get not necessarily a lead change, but you have a team coming back from down two goals. You get overtime. Who doesn't like overtime in game one? It didn't last maybe as long as some people would like. It was a very quick overtime, but I think a really nice start to the Stanley Cup final. And I think in terms of what I saw on the ice, It's not really changing my mind on where I think this series is going. Honestly, it was a game I thought we were going to see. I I figured we would see Colorado possess the puck more than Tampa. I figured we would see Colorado outshoot Tampa. And the Lightning have always been a team that are comfortable playing without the puck. Some teams are very uncomfortable playing without the puck. Tampa is not one of those teams. They'll let you take some shots. They know they have Vasilevsky there. So that was kind of the typical game that I expected. Tampa had chances to win it. But ultimately, Colorado was clearly the better team in game one.
2: Jake, we're looking at a, a total of six in these games we We get you know we yeah. we creep over there in this one we're we're looking at six again uh this you said like you you the game kind of played out like you thought. Do you assume kind of that again kind of a you know three three ish four two ish some something in that is that what
4: you're kind of expecting yet again? Yeah, I think if they're going to give us a flat six for this series, I have to look towards the over. And I'm curious if we see the line adjust as the cup final goes on. And I actually think as the cup final goes on, the games could get a little bit lower scoring. So if we do see it creep up to six and a half, if we get a couple of higher scoring games early, there could be a market to jump in on the under. But... For now, with these games in Colorado, I think the value lies with the over. Like, we saw the pace of the game that was played in game one. I think it's going to be played more towards Colorado style because they're on home ice, they get the matchups that they want and Tampa you know as much as they want to lock it down defensively and rely on that goaltending they are comfortable playing that style and looking for chances to counterattack and we did see them make Colorado pay a couple times and they also have some offensive firepower of their own so i feel like they are comfortable playing this higher scoring game I'll, I'll be looking at the over 6 again at least for game 2 you know, the, the puck also flies further in denver Yes, that. yes, you've done that you've done yeah, the work on yes, this yeah.
1: so before before we get to your uh your prop leans here in game two and there are just alert there are SOG wagers coming up everybody very excited right
2: Matt that's especially for I'm, Matt I know yeah. I know I wish I could tell you
1: I would do it every single day so you're not only are you not interested in the lightning here at the adjusted series price price of plus 240 ish but you also kind of lean avalanche in game two again
4: yeah, I think we're going to see a very similar game. And th- there's obviously a path here for Tampa Bay to win. I mean, the last game went to overtime. They had chances to win that game. I just think we're going to see something very similar where Colorado has the puck possession. They have the chances, the shots on goal. And if Vasilevsky plays really well and frustrates the Abs like he did for a good chunk of that third period, Colorado had many chances to take the lead and win the game in the third period. And that frustration was maybe starting to set in. Ultimately, they break through in overtime. So, Uh, Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a lock by any means that Colorado is going to win, but I still think the value lies with them on home ice right now around minus 150. If you are going to take Tampa here, I do think you grab the series price instead of the money line, if you'd like Tampa to win this game, I would grab the series price because it is a pretty nice number. If you believe they can go into Colorado and win on Saturday night in game two, you're looking at a 1-1 series. All of a sudden, Tampa has home ice advantage, and you've got a big plus money number. So if you're interested in betting the Lightning in any fashion on Saturday, I think I would suggest the series price over the money line for game two.
2: So let's take a look at these SOG bets that we got. I, see, I count two of them again. Yeah. Everyone should tell you just because they're fun, but like, let's
4: let's let's talk about them. There will probably be more by the time Saturday Mm -hmm. rolls around once you comb through some numbers and you try to find some value. But the two I really like the most uh, to kick things off and maybe you want to jump on them early because the lines could move. Uh, Valdechuskin, six shots on goal in game one. He plays up on the top line. He's an all situations type player. Unfortunately, he doesn't get that power play one time. I would love if he was on the first power play. He gets the second unit time, but he does get penalty kill time and he just plays heavy minutes in the top six. And uh, he was looking, what I like to say, frisky for shots in game number one. So I think he's going to carry that over in game two, he especially likes to shoot on home ice. So, over two and a half, you're going to have to lay a little juice with it, but I like the number uh, for Nachuskin. And on the Tampa Bay side of the ledger, Anthony Sorelli has all, all of a sudden become a shooter. He's never someone that I was really betting for Sogs in the past, but he's taken on a bigger role with Braden Point out of the lineup. Now, Point came back for game number one for Tampa, but Anthony Sorelli still hung on to those huge minutes, 20-plus minutes, all situations, power play, penalty kill. Uh, and He was firing everything at net. Uh, he could have had four or five shots in that game. So at only one and a half, I think there's a, a lot of value with Sorelli.
1: I don't know if you know this, Jake, but the three of us on air play for uh, 60 American dollars. We put 20 each of our own for a first goal scored. And last night, uh, I had Miko Rantanen, and then, uh, of course, Gabriel Landeskog had to put his stick on the the puck on the way in. I was completely robbed, so it carries over to game number two. If you were betting a first goal market, who would you be interested in?
4: Well, I would be on Colorado. I would look to Colorado, I think. And I was on Colorado for the first period. I thought that the the rest versus rust factor, I didn't think that was going to, to take place until maybe the second or third period. I thought they would come out flying, excited for that Stanley Cup final game one. And I think we're going to see something similar in game two. So I'd be looking at abs players. If you want to get sneaky with it, I really like Arturi Lekanen right mm. now. He's playing up in a top six role. He scored some big goals. He tends to be a guy that likes to score later in games, like third period overtime. But, uh, well, why can't he go out there and get the first goal of the game? So, so let's go with Lekkinen for uh, Saturday night,
2: and he's he's on the ice to start the game. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Yes, he should be. He should. Okay, be. If all right, ben, right. If to be. All right. We're just. I'm just making sure. I want to make sure that I'm not putting myself behind the eight ball. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do that. Uh, so, how many games do you think this thing goes? Because right now you can bet. Uh, you know, a sweep's plus four seventy five. Five is uh, plus two forty. Six plus two twenty five, and then for this thing to go seven, is plus two thirty. Do you do you think this ends up like kind of starting to alternate, or or do you think if 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 the avalanche really rolled tonight that
4: this thing could get out of hand? One one thing we've learned about Tampa over the last few years is that. They don't get worried about a game one loss. They're actually six and six now after the game one loss in game ones over the last three years. And yet they've still been able to win the last two Stanley Cups and they're sitting here in the cup final. So I think that speaks to how well they're able to adjust throughout the course of the series. And as much as they got outplayed in game one, they still took the thing to overtime and they had chances to win. So even if they don't get it done in Colorado on Saturday night and they're down two nothing exact same position they were against the New York Rangers. I think they're fine going back home to Tampa and making a series out of this. So I think at the very least it goes six guys. I would love to say it goes seven. I think we all would like to see that, but six feels like the uh, right number for me right now.
1: So then last thing, 20 seconds, Jake, you have you are playing Vasilevsky over save yes. total in game two. Does that mean again, con Smythe by proxy that if you do have Tampa Bay conviction, Vasilevsky at six to one is still your favorite play.
4: Yeah, I just think for that that uh, the save prop, Colorado is going to heavily outshoot Tampa Bay in the in the home games. So I think Vasilevsky is going to face a lot of rubber. I like him to go uh, over that shot total.
1: Okay, stopping short of the con smite, I get it.
4: Jake, thank you. I appreciate it. Enjoy the game on Saturday. Great stuff, Gil. See you, see you guys later. Take
0: care. Jay Han four for Jake. If you dare.